Paparaj family, how's it going? You guys probably have watched a lot of Mark's lifting videos and some of my lifting videos, and you've probably noticed that our shorts never go past our knees. Nope. There's a reason for that. Y'all got to show those quads off, baby. <laughs> and the shorts that we're always wearing are from a company called Viori. That's called V-U-O-R-I. But Viori has amazing clothes for the gym that we wear, but also outside the gym. So you can wear them to dinner parties, dates, uh, you know, gather gatherings, all that good stuff. But all their clothes fit well, like fit amazing. This is a shirt from Viori, by the way. Look at that shoulder. Like, it's a two- <laughs> just, just look at this. Look at the It, it fits so well. For people in fitness. Um, and even if you're not, just check them out. Andrew, how did they mm-hmm. get it? Yeah, clothes that look good inside and outside of the gym and work just as well inside and outside of the gym. Head over to viori.com slash power project. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash power project to receive 20% off your first order. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. So yeah, Eric, the trainer, he issued this like 50,000 push-up challenge thing to me. Dude, that's um, a lot. I know, and it's an effort to raise some money. Uh, I believe he's raising money for uh, a martial arts uh, hall of fame, which is like already exists. It's like down the street from his uh, studio where he trains people out of mm-hmm. in Burbank, but it's like 2000 square feet. It's kind of a smaller spot and they're looking to like have it be like legit. You know, mm-hmm. they want to have like a bigger, a bigger space to represent uh, martial arts because martial arts means so much to so many people. So He's got this whole campaign going with like Chef Rush and a bunch of other people. And uh, he's like, hey, you want to do 50,000 push-ups with me? I'm kind of like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. It just seems like really like brutal. But at the same time, I'm like, I've been implementing more push-ups recently. And I would love to have some goals with some push-ups. So, yeah, I guess I'm fucking in, you know. And so I'm going to do this 50,000 push-ups. I think it's 50,000 push-ups in a month. Okay. Something like that. And, of okay. course, Chef Rush is going to do it in, like, 10 days because he right. does, like, 2,200 a day or whatever it was. That he does. Even with him doing his 2,200, you'll have to do somewhere in the realm of, like— got to do 1,000 a day, I think it was. Yeah. I forget I forget what the— it's Maybe it's for like, 50 days. Maybe it's—that's I, I, what it is. I think it's 1,000 push-ups for 50 days. days. Man. All right. It's a lot of fucking push-ups. Yeah. But I wonder, like, if you pick it off, you know, like, maybe it's not as bad, but, like, I don't know. It's still a lot, right? Like, how many sets of 10? <laughs> 10 sets of ten, uh, 10 sets of 100 every day. Okay. Or you could break it into 20 sets of 50 or some shit like that. You know what I mean? 20 sets of 50. Every day. I can't really, like, I, I don't like the word can't, but, like, it's difficult. Like, 30 is really manageable for me. I could do 60 at a time or something like that. Mm. Um, and at one time I worked my way up to about 80 pushups before, uh, in a row, but like, I'm just thinking like I can, I can manage 25 to 30 pretty easily. So I'll have to stick with something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want these to be like odd efforts that kill me. So 20 would be a probably good number to, to sit at. So I need to do how many sets of 20? 30. Well, it'd be 33 sets of 30 for 20. Can you pull the mic closer? Okay, one second. One oh, second. 33 sets of 30. It would be 33, set, 33 sets of 30 a day. That would be probably a little too challenging too, I think. Yeah. Because after a while, I think I would, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I wonder if like over the course of five days, if I get used to it a little bit more. Do 50 mm. sets of 20 a day. Yeah, 50 sets of 20. I think that would be probably the best way to do it. So you have 24 hours. So every, every whoa, well, you're not going to be awake for that 24 hours. So the hours you're awake, 
Okay. Which is like, yeah, how many hours are you awake a day? 16 hours, 18 hours? And you'll be here podcasting, so you have, what, like 10 hours in the day to, to do it? You can, you can do it. You do a fifty sets of twenty in ten hours. So just fifty sets. I like the 20. idea. You know, when I was when bad. I was uh, <sighs> down with the uh, Liver King, like we just he actually like uh, on day one, he's like, you know, whenever we eat, we usually like do push ups or we do something before we walk or whatever. And so there was a couple times where I just called out push ups. Like I did it before we went to shoot, and I did it before we went on his boat. Like we just did it, and it was actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like we do with our walks. Like we'll yeah. do a podcast and then we'll walk. A lot of times, maybe some of the people things that people don't see from us is that when we meet here every day, we're in the gym. We're doing like myofascial release type stuff, some of the MFR stuff. And we're some of us are jumping rope. Some of us are doing whatever. We're getting in some exercise, even if it's only a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're always getting in some exercise. Then we podcast. And then I think we feel like cooped up <laughs> and we don't really love like, you know, being in here for too long. Like we love being in here, but we yeah. don't like being in here and being still for too long. Mm. So then usually we're like, hey, let's walk. And then usually sometimes we, even when we come back from the walk, we're like, let's get a little lift in. Yeah. One thing I'm so grateful for about even the way that we podcast is like, you know, there's going to be more stuff we're going to be adding to this studio. But the element of us standing and us standing with guests isn't going to change. And no matter in the future, if we do get another studio, things are going to stay standing yeah. because it's like having to sit, you know, and talk, but, but sitting, I, I, I fucking hate it. Uh, it, 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 it may look cool or it may mm-hmm. look good, but yeah. it's just not, it's, it's that not Andrew good for Scholl's this. look. He's got those <laughs> legs bended up like fucking behind his head and shit. Pants all the way behind his knees and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, but I mean, it, uh, it's just not it's not good. I agree with you. I think that uh if we were sitting all the time, it would actually be really it'd be really problematic. I think for my hips and my back. Same. Maybe even my knees, I don't know. But like I just know that uh sitting for a long time uh, the, our guest uh, the other day, Anya, that was her name, right? Anya. Uh, Anya's reviews, right? Yeah, yeah, Anya, yeah. Yeah, Anya, she was um she mentioned how like your um when you're standing and doing other things during the day, mm-hmm. how sitting is still like sitting with you. And I just thought like a really interesting way of wording it. But yeah, if you're yeah. sitting in an awkward position, um, I used to, I used to scold Smokey all the time about how he was sitting because he would like wrap his feet around, <laughs> around the back of the chair. Oh yeah, yeah. And then his knees would be like way inward. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's, that's the exact way that you come up out of your squats when you really struggle with your squat. That's the exact way. That's what like, he's coding. Part of the reason why it's so hard for the guy to do like some sumo deadlifts and stuff like that, you know, he's fucking incredibly strong powerlifter. He does a great job. But I was like, we need to get you out of these positions more. And so one way for some people to manage some of that is just to not sit. Absolutely. Just to figure out a way to stand, maybe get in some squatting positions. I didn't realize I was just looking on our YouTube channel mm-hmm. this morning. And I didn't realize that Joel Green taught the ancestral squat when he came here a long time ago. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just really neat, like, how we have these things that kind of keep circulating. We have these things that if you go back far enough, you'll find them. Kelly's been talking about the 10-minute squat. I think the first video I saw him talk about it was in 2013 mm-hmm. or 2012, yeah. something like that. He's been talking about that shit forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. he first tell, told me about, like, a 10-minute squat, I was like, you're out of your mind. That yeah, fuck kills. You. <laughs> fuck you. I was like, that hurts so bad. What are you talking about? Yeah. And obviously it will hurt if you're not conditioned to it. You'll get used to it. 
But, you know, the benefit also is like us standing here and people see it. We're fidgeting all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm standing on these wex steps right now and I'm just like fucking scraping the hell out of my ankles. And uh, you think about if you had a computer in front of you, there are things that you could be doing to your body as you're at your computer working, still getting work done. But your body is you're able you're not you're not, you know, making your hips super tight. You're. Over time, your back pain isn't going to be nearly as bad, and over time, it's going to go away because you're using your body. I, I know we sound kind of crazy with this shit, but I mean, there's there's a reason why we're doing this stuff. Like we we like to feel good. <clears throat> well, standing, you know, is something that you have to deal with too. I mean, you know, so you can sit in bad positions and end up with some bad results, or you can stand in bad positions and end up mm-hmm. with some bad results, or you can work on trying to figure out a way to optimally stand or to optimally walk and that's where we get into like now you're becoming a psychopath well now you're becoming a psychopath and who the fuck knows the answers to this like don't we need to go to don't we need to go to our good lord over here don't we need to ask him <laughs> <It's a> little, <laughs> yeah what do we how do? are we supposed to stand bro currently like this um and there's a lot of different people have huh. a lot of different statements about how you stand and how you walk but like i i think the truth is that really no one knows i think when it comes mm. to sprinting when it comes to sprinting and jumping, there are people that have studied that. And there are people that will say, this is the way for you to move the fastest. Yeah. And they'll say, like, definitively, that's what they learned. And and there could be conjecture towards that, right? There's always going to be somebody to say, well, I think it actually works this way. Well, I think the strength actually comes from the spinal engine, or I think the strength is coming from the hands, or I think the strength mm-hmm. is coming from the feet. So we might say the strength is coming from the hips. So yeah. there's... There's definitely like things that you can say within all that, but like how we walk, you know, I I think that someone could have a general statement about how you walk and they could say, here's what I think. I don't think your head should be down. I think your your spine should be neutral. I think that you should have a a gait that's comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. But then like, you know, like if I'm trying to match your gait or Andrew's trying to match mine, like. That's where we get into stuff that's like, well, maybe that's not great for you because maybe that hurts or maybe that pulls on something. Having someone say you should walk like this is like one of the most annoying things you can absolutely hear. Because I, like, and I and I get it because you got <laughs> weak glutes. Why are you walking like that? It's like, <laughs> what the fuck does it, I, weak glutes? What are you talking about? Because it's, it's this thing that you're just doing all the time. Yeah. That you, you, you work yourself up from a baby to be able to learn to fucking walk and you've been doing that. But when it's offensive in a way, it's it's offensive. Like the way you're walking is wrong. Like, bitch, the way I'm living is wrong now. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. But it makes there's it makes so much sense because with with modern lifestyle, with the way that we do sit way more than we did in the past, with our habits of looking down at phones, with less activity, with sitting for so long and having certain muscle groups just be inactive and tight, glutes, hip flexors, etc., the way we walk is affected and it can, it, you know, you know that with every single step you take, if you're now taking steps duck footed, all those, the, you know, all those forces are being directed to different parts of your body, which now can cause pain. So you might need to change the way you walk. Yeah, I just I don't know, just for funsies pulled up earliest depictions of Jesus. And on this left image, his knee is definitely pointed in. Oh. So that looks like that's that's fairly uh, go to, you know. Boys, With don't the, even, don't but, even try to go back and say Jesus was Gota. His don't look, offend him. But look, like it, his feet look like pointed out on that. This angle. one in the middle is fairly Woda. Oh, so we don't know. And then this one's a little bit 
a mix of the two. His hips seem to be forward. He seems to be front chain dominant. Is he though? Because look at this one. His hip is actually out. So <laughs> he, he, I think he's he's in the back chain on this one. It's just they messed up on the inside on the ankle bone low. He's gonna block his knee. Oh fuckers! Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he also looks quite brown in all three pictures. Yep. Uh, that's an error. <laughs> <laughs> the paper just got really dirty. <laughs> Clearly, that's a mistake. We gotta whitewash that off a little bit. The paper just got dirty. <laughs> Oh my god! Let's uh, let's see if we can oh. tamper with history a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, why is he always so white? God, that is the Roman Catholic Church. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus is the way. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> we know that motherfucker. We know he was tan. He looks like me. He was this tan. Is, this is perfect. He was from. He was like. He was <laughs> in Israel perfect. in the Middle East. He was. Yeah, I guess this. You know reddish brownish hair with a, a very tan hue and brown eyes I didn't really this is actually a fairly accurate depiction of christ imagine if yeah imagine if he was like super pale with red hair yo i was just gonna say red never, hair and blue eyes never paid attention but like that figurine right there kind of looks like chuck norris it does yeah it probably is chuck norris <laughs> they it's probably based off of chuck norris <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> oh god we're so horrible sorry sorry jesus and Chuck Norris. And Chuck. Anybody Chuck. else that was offended? <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of people that were offended by that. Oh. oh, man. It's okay. But this episode, yo, we were having a fun conversation yesterday with our boy Graham. This is actually inspired by the Barefoot Sprinter. <laughs> He's always trying to fuck somebody in all his conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? Like literally. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You know what I think is kind of cool? You know what I think is kind of cool? Because, um, uh, I, was, I was talking actually to Sam yesterday about this because she said that she's mentioning some things with. We got to get Sam on the show. She's uh, saying, on, she is saying that she is saying that she was mentioning some shit with her mom. See and, how he's blowing that off, and uh-huh. they were talking about like sex <laughs> stuff, right? And I'm like, y'all women are just so, uh, you know, you guys just talk about sex stuff, just like so, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Openly, like, yeah. like as guys, like we'll talk about that shit here and there, but it's not, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not common conversation. Y'all be talking about all dick sucking and all this shit it's like what <laughs> like that's that's wild but they get pretty in depth on it too they do like they're not like we're just like disgusting like we're just dirty usually mm-hmm. yeah and they'll like actually talk Details. about it like yeah, yeah to get to i don't know to get better at it i guess I don't know. <laughs> oh god you know one thing I, she told me this thing yesterday i was like jesus christ that's he's right that's there tough. he's right there oh uh earmuffs <laughs> i'm sorry uh no nah, but she was mentioning because like okay there's this weird thing and I know I've been living like this for a while, though, but uh, because she, she sleeps early, uh, we always have sex during the day. It's like it's like it has to happen during the day or it doesn't happen it, or it doesn't happen. And then yesterday I was just talking to her. I was like, you know, it's so abnormal that well, we don't have sex at night because <laughs> we're always asleep. <laughs> right? It's always during the day. Uh, but she said, oh, yeah, I have some girlfriends that talk to me and they told me like, you know, they like the lights off so that they don't have to. Oh. <laughs> First off, they don't have to look at the person they're oh. with, but then they also don't have to pay attention to the way they look. And I was like, "God damn, that's tough. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. Like that. Oh. That's really dark. And it's what what also kind of just pinged me was like, damn, your girlfriends are telling you that they don't like to look at their man mm-hmm. during sex. They got to think of somebody else, right? Like, like God, like they're you're interrupting my flow here. Like you really, you really, God, yeah. that's just ah, oh, girl. Yeah, women are a bummer. Yeah, but they'll talk about anything with each other. I don't know. Yeah, I was really shocked when my wife was telling me like how open she is with her mom, like and 
with her dad too but not in the details but like just explaining like like oh yeah you guys got to go watch the kids because we got to go handle business and stuff and i'm just like what the fuck like you can't what like you don't do that with your parents like you don't tell them that it's like oh it's fine it's no big deal but with like her mom like yeah i'm like oh shit so she has an idea of like what happens she's like yeah i'm like Oh shit! Well, you had a Aurelius. I know, right? <laughs> so, no, but what, like, I know what you more mean. than that. You know, know you obviously, yeah, he mean. came from religion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was a virgin birth. Yeah, <laughs> we're Mexican, so Virgin Mary and all that shit's mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, but no. But the thing is, it, it shouldn't necessarily be weird, right? Because like it at that point, be, but... you're both adults. I mean, like my obviously my mom, uh, my single mom, right? I don't, I don't talk to my mom about any of that stuff because it's just it is too. I couldn't imagine. First off, we're Christian, so I'm still a virgin. Yeah. You're still <laughs> right? yourself I don't, I'm waiting until I'm married. <laughs> right? But, but second. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get through it. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, but that's my mom. Like, no. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. But it is. What uh, are you saving for your marriage exactly? Your butthole? <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like, I think everything else has probably been pretty Every- explored. Well, maybe that's been explored too. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but but yeah like anyway back to what we were talking about initially we don't talk about like things like this and when we were having this run with graham the other day when we were doing our run walk (laughs) he was mentioning some interesting stuff um i won't go he's different he's he's different but he he was pretty much talking about like what kind of insecurities do we deal with as guys Mm. and potentially how have we been able to uh come to terms and get over those insecurities and there's a there's a fuck ton there's, especially within like the wellness industry with what we do, uh, products that are marketed like testosterone boosting, oh, yeah. alpha brain, because you want to be a Frank fucking Thomas alpha. And, uh, Doug Flutie on those commercials playing golf. Who are they? I don't know it. What is it? <laughs> Frank <laughs> Thomas. You see the, the big uh, hurt, son. Yeah. Frank just Thomas. Can you pull up the commercial? Massive, pull up massive black dude on those commercials for the <laughs> testosterone boosting stuff. And he's oh, on really? there with the former football player, Doug Flutie. And yeah. uh, there's a couple other guys who are like playing golf and like there's a guy who's like kind of just like uh he's not like really out of shape but he just mm-hmm. looks like a little bit more like you're oh this is a new commercial and any, anyway they're like you know he's like having trouble with his swing type of thing and they're oh. yeah, they're all shooting the shit with him and they, they he wants to look like them you know <laughs> okay 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 yeah that's frank thomas not necessarily like, look obviously. like them but yeah, he yeah, hears yeah. them like talking and you know they're 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 sharing with him, like you know what what they do or what they're Text on. Text heft. They so three six nine three six nine. They sell the fuck out of this. Stuff. I remember 100%. that shit. Newgenics. Didn't they? What? What? Wasn't that like it's a? Uh, no, I'm thinking Keygenics. So My this bad. stuff is this stuff is real though. Like this stuff, mm-hmm. like it 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 it's um. <laughs> I don't want to associate. I don't want to associate anybody with this. So I won't mention a name, but a very popular person that came on our show and shared testosterone boosting things a lot of these things are in that supplement right mm, there so okay. you can make your own connections but i don't mm-hmm. want to see <laughs> doctor um <laughs> lab coat um yeah uh, <laughs> but no the, oh. that's a, it's an but interesting but i'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that yeah, like yeah. It, it actually mm-hmm. can help boost your testosterone levels now is boosting your testosterone levels going to help the same way as like yeah injecting testosterone or having your natural testosterone raised because you're getting better sleep and those kinds of things uh which would probably have you'd probably have better sexual performance there'd probably be a lot of things that would go along nicely with having a real increase in testosterone levels i don't think that those supplements like that that 
slightly elevate your testosterone levels yeah. via the way that they may elevate your blood work in your testosterone. Uh, I don't think they really do much, but mm -hmm. I could be wrong on that. Like if people are look, if people are finding it to work and to feel and they feel good, then that's then fuck yeah. That's yeah, that's great. what I was gonna say when it comes to like talking about like overcoming, uh, you know, and, and like having more confidence. Um, if somebody takes a an oral testosterone booster and they believe in it, and next thing you know, like they're waking up with like really fucking rock hard morning wood, and they're just having a little bit yeah, extra Andrew. confidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, I don't see the problem with that. I okay, so you know what? I get what you're saying. I, I do see some issues, man. Uh, there's yes, a lot because yes. first off, it's clutch that you named within you, within you, because the idea of whatever you're looking for is within you, I think <laughs> is something that is uh, really kind of missed from the wellness industry. I mean, it's not mar when you think of wellness or the industry itself, the big thing is selling sups, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we have the answer to whatever you're finding. It's in this pill or it's and in this And you find that shape. a lot of times and I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sell anybody on anything, but you find that sometimes in like a mushroom trip. Uh, it like, does take look, you man, look bro you got it all like it's all right there already yeah you, you're doing pretty good you know? that is the funny thing about mushroom trips because <laughs> like it does take you inward you do start thinking about it's things like that holding you're up a mirror it's like holding it's up like a mirror. hey like you're doing it man right like it's you're there it's forcing you to do that work within yourself mm -hmm. to figure out the answers to whatever type of problems that you're having it might highlight the problems it might mm -hmm. highlight the good things it might highlight that's why it's a trip mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> right because like sometimes it's a bitch right uh mark did you know that they made a, an snl skit of that eugenics commercial mm. oh sick dude oh, we can't Can play we? the whole thing oh, but i just okay. i have to play this opening part because holy shit dude you're gonna fucking i wonder who they have as the black <laughs> oh <laughs> keenan thompson let's go <laughs> oh, <that's> sick. <laughs> that is so good oh, oh. dude frank thomas is such a fucking stud athlete i think he was uh i think he uh was in the same backfield as bo jackson when they oh shit i think they both played at auburn mm -hmm. oh my god at, at around the same time i think frank thomas a little older but yeah yeah frank thomas is the guy that you see in those commercials he's a former baseball player mm -hmm. uh hall of fame baseball player and he still looks like he's fucking jacked yeah. himself still looks like he's big, big hurt for the white Sox. he's got to be like 60 something though right <sighs> dude i can look it up but yeah he's no up there idea. yeah he's good yeah look him up he's a fucking monster Frank Thomas. H. How tall is he, too? It's fine. I think he's like 6'4 or 6'5. 54. He's a uh, big dude. Oh, Bo Jackson's 59. I just find it that like he is the uh, he's the the spokes guy for this like test boosting dick enhancing thing. <laughs> just like this yacked black yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like want to be like me slanging like it's just so. Yeah, funny. and then they picked like Doug Flutie to like be next to him, who's a like small like. Hey, no one looking at Doug Flutie. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> I was just thinking like whoever these guys. He's fifty four. Totally is. Yeah. Oh, man. I was thinking like whoever their agents are. These guys are like fucking brilliant, man. Like yeah. these guys really scored because mm -hmm. when you watch when you're watching TV, especially like any daytime TV, they're all over the fucking place. Those commercials mm -hmm. are everywhere. Mm -hmm. They sell the fuck out of that product. So. Yeah, on uh, on sports talk radio too. That shit's like every other commercial is how to boost your testosterone, and it's always like oh, uh, like not quite like this, but they're just like we have so many that you can actually get a free sample right now. All you have to do is text, you know, like some fucking. Mm -hmm. phallic symbol type word to a certain mm -hmm. number 
and then it's like you get a free sample but i have no idea what like you have to pay shipping or some shit like that but it's everywhere well, I mean, you can't sell people on like the long road of like no. how much work and effort this would take to uh, like if your testosterone really was plummeting, um, a lot of times it could go back to how you're dealing with your day to day. Like maybe mm. you're overstressed, maybe you're not sleeping enough. Um, maybe there are things, maybe you, maybe you are lining things up pretty well and you actually have like a medical condition. There's it's definitely, very, that's for, especially for young guys. Yeah. That's, a, I, I don't think that's as many. Like right, I don't think right, that's right. the that's not yeah. the majority of young guys. It's probably they're probably robbing themselves of sleep. Mm-hmm. They're probably uh, oversaturating themselves with like porn and mm-hmm. inundating themselves with TikTok and Instagram and so forth, which is like just such an old guy to preach against. You know, like I I'm a fan of all those things. I I think they're great. Um, it's part of our fucking future, you know. And I think that like. I, I like Gary V's way a little bit more of like this is uh, this is going to be here or mm-hmm. even like Elon Musk. Like Elon Musk is like I accept that there's going to be a lot of fucking distractions while you drive. So we're going to make a car that just drives for you. Mm-hmm. That way you can fucking answer your emails and <laughs> text yeah. while you're driving and have it be less problematic. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, trying to figure out a way to like live alongside a lot of these things is important. But then like some of the topic that we're going to be talking about today like having insecurities like this can really make you feel super insecure Mm -hmm. with all the different things that you see coming at you there's a lot of beautiful images coming your way in the course of a day and you might kind of sometimes feel left out of that like Mm -hmm. fuck i don't i don't look like that guy i don't have what that person has like i don't have this i don't have that i think a lot of that's our social angst you know people talk about social anxiety and they talk about like like, oh, man, it really just helps if I unwind and have a couple drinks, then it's so much easier for me to talk. I, I don't want to be like a therapist to people, and I, I don't pretend to have all the answers either. But um, why do you have a hard time? Like, why why is it so hard for you? Like, it's I think it's a good thing to, like, examine. And maybe if you felt better about the body that you're in, like, maybe if your performance with your body, maybe you could still play – volleyball or tennis or you could still ride your bike or still do some of the shit that you did when you were younger like when you were a kid it probably wasn't hard to talk to the next door neighbor about coming outside and like fucking throwing the ball around with you probably Mm -hmm. knock on their door and like Mm -hmm. wait for them to come out and they probably came out and you probably played with them and it probably wasn't this like oh let me make sure i have a drink so i can talk to my friend i need to have my milk with me otherwise i can't (laughs) i can't fucking go ride my bike with my friend so i think a lot of the angst that people are living with is that they're not they're not they're not where they want to be and they're not someone else but again if you trace things back you already have a lot of these things within you and if you challenge some of these things on a daily basis it should help and it should make things a little bit easier being in social settings and not being so concerned about i I just think it's in the background i don't think it's in the front for everybody Obviously, if someone's obese, it might be more uh, more obvious. But I think some people don't want to get in conversations with certain people because I think they um, – I just don't think they're very confident in themselves. You know, it's – with what you're saying, it's, it is interesting kind of how you grew up because, you know, you had 
you had two other brothers. So there's an inherent like, how am I doing versus my brothers? And then obviously you have classmates and you were you did wrestling when you were younger. So you were comparing yourself to all those guys <laughs> there. But at the end of the day, and maybe you'd watch sports and watch TV, mm-hmm. right? And you'd be like, God, that athlete's Jack, that athlete's strong. I want, I want to be like that athlete, right? And even myself growing up, there wasn't social media didn't exist until like at least Instagram and that type of shit didn't really exist until 2012, 2011. It's pretty fucking new, especially the way it is right now. It's very mm-hmm. new, right? Yeah, I was already 18. You know, I was, I was already 18, 19 at that point. So, I mean, even though I had porn for a long ass time, social mm-hmm. media wasn't a thing. But now I think it is really unique because we've talked about this in the past how uh, comparing yourself to other people can actually be really beneficial. I think that's something, as I've thought about it, it's like that is actually something that's very easy for me to say and us to say because we haven't always been comparing ourselves to the world because we didn't always have the ability to compare ourselves to the world. We had the ability to compare ourselves to our classmates, Mm -hmm. maybe athletes that we played sports with, People that we had direct contact with. One step at a time. But now if you're on Instagram or you're on TikTok and you follow a lot of people and you have a feed and you're a teenager who has a feed, we we never experienced being a teenager comparing yourself Mm -hmm. to the rest of humanity Mm -hmm. and constantly being bombarded with other teenagers or other young guys who have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers with crazy physiques and you're here at step one trying to figure shit out. That is actually a very unique thing to teenagers now that we did not experience. And it's like, it's, it's easy to say like, I think that it's great to be perfectly honest that I can see so many people that are doing such things at such a high level and doing things so much better than me because I can actually directly see how they're doing it and I can learn faster. That's why I think it's so dope. But when you're younger and you, you, it's hard for you to figure that out, you haven't gotten anything started yet, and the immediate thing that you see is everything that you're not good at, it's a new type of challenge that it's not just easy. It's, it's not just saying, hey, don't compare yourself to other people. That's what I used to say, but I, now I realize it's not, it's not that easy. It's a, an interesting topic, and there's like a lot of different ways you can go with it. But if I think about the way I felt like in high school, you know, um, you could feel in high school, you can feel, I mean, I'm sure people feel all kinds of different things, but you could feel unique in a sense of like, I don't really know if there's anybody else that's like similar to me. Like you might be part of a group, you might be part of, you might be on your football team, your soccer team, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. But for some reason, when you're locked into that high school, you don't really realize, oh, there's probably like, there's probably like 20 of me, like in this just area, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, there's probably like 20 dudes that love lifting that are part of a football team that have a pretty similar mindset to me that are focused on some of their goals. And you think about these different friends that you had when you were in high school. People have these different nicknames. I mean, I remember one of my brother's friends' name was Moose, right? Like, you start to think about some of these Why things. Why was it Moose, though? Yeah, moose cock, no. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no he was just a, just, a huge, just a huge white boy, you know? Just a moose. Yeah, he's just a moose. moose. So, but, like, moose. other high schools have that guy, right? Like, other mm-hmm. places have... Um, any of the things that you think are unique to your situation, they're really not. Yeah. They're, they're, 
there's multipliers of this. There's there's kids that like I didn't go to the prom. I didn't like to hang out with popular people. My brothers were both popular. My oldest brother was very popular, and like I just didn't I didn't care about that that much. And mm-hmm. I saw the way some of the popular people treated. Uh, some of the people that I was close with and I just always thought it was gross and I didn't like these like these like factions and shit and the clicks it fucking made me just sick Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of racism and shit in my school and I fucking hated all that stuff and so I was I just didn't really want to hang out with a lot of people especially as I got to be like a junior and a senior and there was like parties and shit like that I just didn't go to them anymore so I'm like I don't want any part of any of this there's always like fights and just bullshit going on it seemed Mm -hmm. like to me but while I may have felt unique with my decisions back then, uh, it's also interesting that there's, you know, probably at other schools, there's mm-hmm. probably people thinking uh, in very similar ways. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. But like, e- even though that's the thing, you, you, at the time, you were in your microcosm of like, this is high school. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it, but if you were a teenager now, that's not it. Like right. you're going home or you're in school and you're on TikTok and you see the world. You see what other people at your age are doing. And, and I felt really good about like my strengths. Like I did really well in powerlifting and stuff. So like the weight that I lifted, which I don't really remember the exact numbers, but like they were they were decent, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't be anything anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in comparison, because all I had to compare myself to was just a couple knucklehead friends that I had mm-hmm. that just weren't that dedicated. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, who was I beating up on? You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't uh, anything to really write home about. Once you start to get outside of just your high school and you start to talk about like New York State as a whole, mm-hmm. well, if you're a good athlete and you're starting to beat up on all of those athletes, well, now that's something. Now you're now you're talking to like the University of Miami and getting a scholarship or something, right? Yeah. That's where like other people would notice. But I was in my own bubble. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really good about the things I was doing, but I didn't really recognize or notice that uh, I thought I felt it was special, and I think that that is a good thing for me because yeah. it helped build confidence. Absolutely. But had I seen and poked around and been like Larry Wheels, who's this guy? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's younger than me. What? He lifts more. Uh, well, at least he's not more. Oh, oh shit, he's more jacked. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, like he's like he has a deeper voice. He's he more a handsome. Deeper voice. He's more handsome. He has more followers. I'm gonna kill my <laughs> <laughs> KMS real quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, seriously. But you know, a bit the thing is though you did have something you were good at that i think that right. that's the basis of a lot of it like you you had something you were interested in when you were younger mm-hmm. and you were you were you know smart Developed enough to kind of skill. you were smart enough to develop a skill at that right whereas and then you become an adult and you developed a lot of skills and a lot of other things but you still had this thing that mm-hmm. like that's my fucking thing and i'm i might not be the absolute best but i'm pretty fucking good at it and i that's one thing that i think would be beneficial for not just men, but any person to figure out, like develop an actual skill that you're truly interested in and that you can get pretty decent at. It doesn't have to be lifting. It can be anything, but like develop something because that can be something that you feel good about and you fall back on. It would be, I would say it would be tough to feel confident if you weren't good at anything. Yeah. And if you're not good at anything, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't go around not being confident in yourself, but it's going to be hard to because you're going to have this dissonance within your mind that's like, I want to be more confident, but there's nothing that I'm actually good at or nothing that I've built at. I'm nothing that I've built proficiency at. I think at. there's a lot of things that you can probably choose. And there's certain things like that just might be more valuable to certain people. Like I know there are some people who are just like, 
I just won't fucking quit. Oh yeah. That, that's the only thing. That's the. I'm not saying that's for me, but I'm just saying I know some people that that's the thing that they'll say about themselves. They're like, I don't really know if I'm smart. I don't know if I'm this. I don't know if I'm that. But I know that I won't quit. So maybe for that person, maybe you know, uh, signing up for a half marathon, or maybe uh, joining your cross country team, or mm-hmm. doing some track, or doing some sort of event where that's going to actually show that. That's actually going to test that. Now, when you do compare yourself to other people, which can sometimes be a trap, you might actually do pretty good. And you're like, you know what? I not only did I did I do not only did I do pretty well in comparison to some of those other people. I did better than I thought I was going to do, and I did better than I did last time. Yeah, that's how you build that shit up. That's how you build that confidence up. Is is you, uh, you have something clear that you showed yourself that you could actually do. Now, some people don't always need the physical side of things. That's just where my brain goes to. But you can do this through other means. But I would say, as a man, if you're insecure, I would say there's probably there's. There's two main places that my brain goes to. One would be learn how to fight. And number two, and not even necessarily in this order, would be like build build a body that's like a little more durable in whatever way you can. But if you know how to defend yourself, people's jokes and people's this and that, it's like – it's just kind of different when you know how to defend yourself. You're like, yeah, that okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you make fun of me all you want. That's you are you aware that I could fucking kill you? you know? <laughs> are you aware I could take your ass out? You know what I mean? Yeah, that capacity not not to actually act on it, not to actually, but to feel comfortable. Like if you you know you're yeah. you're making fun of me and we're teasing, that's fine. But like there there's another couple of steps to this. If you want to be disrespectful, like you said the other day, you're like that's <laughs> that's what somebody chooses, and yeah, it's not going to make you like. Uh, hyped up or anything. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll just take you down and I'll just choke you out. <laughs> interesting thing. The, the true interesting thing is there is a stereotype amongst uh, people, people who look at people who like do boxing or jujitsu or whatever. I think people on the outside think that those people are actually just general, like violent people. Um, and it's actually uh, like being within it and seeing the people in it. Like those aren't the people that are going to be quick to actually hurt somebody if uh, something happened. The people I think that are quick to turn to violence um, are individuals who actually truly cannot defend themselves or truly, uh, they don't know how to handle situations. I think that's one thing that you see with, you know, domestic violence, men Mm -hmm. who actually do feel the need to beat on women or potentially beat on other men. Those guys typically aren't guys who can actually fight. I think that's one thing that's very beneficial about picking up a martial art is, number one, inherently, um, and it depends on the martial art. If you, uh, I don't want to, let's see, who can I not offend? If you pick up, uh, okay, you know what, whatever, Aikido, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Aikido is a cool art form, but if somebody who did Aikido were to actually fight somebody who knows how to fight, they'd get wrecked. It's not necessarily something you can do in public. Mm-hmm. But if you pick up a martial art like boxing or wrestling or jujitsu um, and you learn it, you will inherently become more confident in yourself as just going through life. Uh, because not that you're now looking bless for you, fights. Yeah, bless you. Not yeah, that you're now you. looking for fights because uh, I, I never look for fights. But if something did go down, my first thing would be like, Okay, you're a wild one for trying to step to me. I'm just going to go the other way. And if it really actually happened, 
I'm probably going to wreck you. I probably can do it without hurting you because I could choke you. But the, the, the big thing here is it's like you will – in the past, for me personally, I was big, right? So no one – typically wanted to fuck with me because they'd be like, oh, that's a big black guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to bother. So I'll be super strong. There's one deterrent. But the thing is, is like, even though I was big, if somebody who knew how to fight wanted to actually really fight me, I probably would have got my ass beat. Right now. I, I, there's another level of confidence for myself because I know that most people who do actually try to fight me aren't going to be able to. So, it's a good thing if you're younger, if you're older, to pick up a martial art because you will feel you will become more confident in yourself just walking through life. It's helpful. I think that's a lot of reasons why people started lifting. Yeah. You know, years and years ago, I think I think it's more well known now that you know uh, jujitsu and like there's ways to protect yourself. But I think a lot of times, years ago, um, someone had an insecurity, they would like go and train and. Mm-hmm. They would work out and that was like kind of like a tough guy thing. Like, oh, I know how to, I know how to lift some weights and I hit the heavy bag every once in a while so I can Mm -hmm. wreck somebody if some shit goes down. But we didn't really know, like, you know, the UFC came along and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the Gracies and like they showed us like, what the fuck is this? Like the guy, this guy who weighs 180 pounds can just wrap himself around these bigger guys and like. Then the guy's tapping for some reason. Like, what's he tapping about? What's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't even. I I remember I didn't even know. I was like, what? The only guy that knew was like one of the announcers. Mm-hmm. When I remember watching the UFC, like one of the guys was like, he, he immediately was like, Hoist Gracie is going to completely dominate. Like he just, <laughs> he's like, this is going to be kind of a, this is going to be like an exhibition of Gracie jujitsu. And I remember being like, no, it's not. Like, this guy's going to get killed. Like, this guy's 6'1 or 6'2. He's 180 pounds. He doesn't have any muscle. I'm like, this guy doesn't even look like he works out. And it was hoist. And he had that weird stance. His, like, arms were way out. Like, he was Mm -hmm. just – and he didn't know how to punch. Like, it didn't seem like he knew how to punch. He would just – and then he would just, like, pitter-patter on people's heads, on the side of their heads. And then he would take his feet – and he would do the same things like the side of your body just to like, I think just to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And then he would fucking put you in a jujitsu hold and you were fucking done. Yeah. It was really interesting to see. But I think whenever we're talking to people and they're like, oh, I want to start running. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that's cool. That's a great exercise. What are you running for? Well, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, well, let's back up a second. Who told you that running is great for losing weight? Because running isn't, wouldn't be my first place for you to start. Yeah. I would want you to start with your diet and I'd want you to start with some walking because I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think we have to run in order to do that. And then the same thing kind of reminds me of like, if you want to feel better about yourself, you want to feel more secure about yourself. Well, wouldn't being able to dismantle somebody like, wouldn't that be a great, I think that would be a great place to start. You're an insecure kid. You're 13 years old. You get picked on here and there. Now someone picks on you and they're 17 and it doesn't make any difference when you're 13. You don't care. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, man, if, <laughs> if you want to go with me, I know how to take people down. It doesn't matter that your age is not going to matter. The fact that you're bigger and stronger uh, is going to be mitigated because I have a skill set. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For me personally, it was the uh, the physique, you know, once I started lifting and stuff because – and this might be just me – I don't know, paying too much attention to it, but like I remember walking through like big crowds and like nobody got out of my way. It seemed like people made it like 
a point to like walk in my direction to bump into me. It could be just my like insecurities taking over. But I remember it doesn't matter. It's yeah, it's your it's right, your, it's real for you, right? Yeah. But I remember when I went from like one sixty five to like one seventy five, all of a sudden lanes started opening up for me. You're like, watch out, bitches. Yeah. I had that confidence. So it could be the way I was walking, the way I was moving. I wasn't like, you know, hiding down here and shit. You know, I was more like upright you know, uh, proud to have like, you know, my girl at my side. And then like things started just, like I said, they literally started opening up where I'm like, man, I remember if someone like that would just totally ignore the fuck me and just walk straight into me. So, so that was for me personally, but I wish I could go back and tell, you know, myself in like junior high, which is something I, I tell my daughter now is just like, you need the experiences. Like I tell her like, Hey, like I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I will probably force you to have experiences. So like whether it be sports or like whatever the after school program might might be like because you don't know what it's going to lead to. And then so like for me personally, like it was always like, you know, oh, for, there's people there like I'm going to go home instead where there's just video games, you know, and I'm by myself. So you're kind of doing the opposite of what you feel maybe your parents maybe missed out on where they maybe uh – it's cool that they afforded you a position to be able to like choose video games. That's dope. Mm-hmm. But they should have like maybe said, Hey, I know you want to play video games. Get the fuck out of your room. Let's go do this. Yeah. Kind and, of thing. And I would, I mean, and again, like I remember my childhood, my way, they probably remembered a different way. Like I, I was in sports and then mm-hmm. one day I just wasn't. And for them, they're probably, I don't want to say they were in cruise control because that sounds like I'm being mean. Um, but like they had two other, I had two siblings, right? They're, They're both busy. Older. They got other shit going on. They have a lot of shit going on. They had two good examples like that turned out pretty damn good. It's like, oh, we we did a good job with him. He's probably fine. And, and I was fine. Like I, I don't have a, like I didn't say I have a bad childhood or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I do wish my dad came in and was just like, bro, you're way too fucking skinny. Like you eat like shit. You need to go to the gym with me or something. Cause he, who he, we went to like, we were talking about cross courts the other day in Woodland, mm-hmm. you know, he would go there all the time. And it's like, we would play like a racquetball and shit like that. But I wish he would have just been like, you are a lot skinnier than all the kids your age. Like, let's go do this instead for today. Like maybe once or twice a week. That would be fucking what, huge. What do you think? What kind of wording or what kind of encouragement? Like could, could he have said something at that time? Uh, like, hey, your cousin's going to go with us uh, or like could he pull in like another family example or someone that no, you guys knew? No, I, I would have ran away quickly because what what I would have seen is like... So maybe that's why he didn't do it sometimes, right? I don't know. Could be, yeah. But what I would have seen is like, oh shit, there's going to be two of us. Uh-huh. There's going to be competition there. Mm. He's going to be stronger than me. Mm. What would have totally worked for me would be like, hey, it's just going to be me and you, nobody else. Mm. Literally nobody else mm. is going to be there. And we're just going to go move some weight around. Uh, not even sure what we're going to do. We're not going to test anything. You know, just like kind of like how you get people to just like, mm-hmm. you know, trick people into into lifting and stuff. That would have been huge for me. That's a great a great dad fucking hack right there mm-hmm. that he just shared with everybody. Like, mm, yeah. Because he didn't know. You no. know what I mean? You, and you're not going to tell him. Hey, dad, <laughs> no. it'd be cool if we can get some alone time. Uh-huh. You know, just me and you like palling around. Like, I don't know. No one ever says that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like a, it's an important thing. But I don't know how sometimes a parent's like toughest thing is like they got to kind of play this guessing game, and they have to really try to almost manage your feelings. And I think as a parent, we probably too often play out in our heads how our kids going to react to something. Yeah. When we should just try to, I tell both of my kids every night. I tell them I love them. 
Um, if they would let me hug them and kiss them, I would, but they won't. <laughs> I go in their room every night and I act weird and I say weird shit and I tell them I love them and I say goodnight every night, fucking no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I don't want to do it a lot of times because I'm like, they don't even fucking care. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? I don't care that they don't, I don't care if they care or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking go do it. <laughs> yeah, and, because. And they're going to like, when I die or when I'm not around, they're going to be like, I know that he fucking loved me. He mm-hmm. told me. He fucking told me every night. Yeah. He told me every day. Yeah, that's what like, um, you know, my in-laws will say. They'll just be like, hey, like, you know, Jasmine doesn't ignore everything you guys do. She might not like acknowledge it on the spot, She's like, but she knows who's who loves her, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like you going in every night. It's like, no, that's, um, you know, that's putting up points on the scoreboard for sure. <laughs> Every, I mean, they're usually kind of like half annoyed, it seems. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, like in terms of kids, we've mentioned that. At least I've mentioned the, the, the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. If kids can like learn to that it's an effort is the thing that's important. The effort that they put into things, mm-hmm. not how talented they are at something. Right. Because you become an adult, you're going to be bad at everything that you try that's new. You're not, mm-hmm. I mean, there are going to be some people that are a little bit better than others at picking something up and starting something, but they're still going to be a beginner. They're still going to suck. But if you're someone who has been told you've, you're, you've been talented or whatever as a kid, you're not going to do anything new as an adult because you're just too afraid of being bad, mm. right? You'll, you're going to see too many people that are good and then you're just going to think it's not for you. Yeah, both right. of my kids know that, like, they didn't just, like, inherit some genetic thing. Like, Andy's really talented. She's a great swimmer. I was a good lifter. The kids, they probably inherited something. Mm-hmm. But they're both in here training. They're both mm-hmm. in here working out. Quinn yeah. came in again today. She was asking last night, what about the gym? She's like, we went in too late yesterday. It was too hot in there. Let's go <laughs> in a little. Let's get in a little early. And she's not normally, like, a morning person. So, um, and, and this is nothing, like, at home. I, I mean, I haven't been like hey you guys you need to get into the gym four days a week mm-hmm. you know and you need to get on this program <laughs> there's been no conversation about it really whatsoever other than like uh occasionally they just mention like oh i'll be at the gym at this time tomorrow mm-hmm. and and have, what have you seen in just going to the gym the way like they carry themselves yeah so far with you know quinn's only been here like a handful of times mm-hmm. so she's 14 and it's still new to her um but jake you know, Jake just looks different. Like he just all of a sudden, not like to me anyway, he just all of a sudden started looking completely different. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, kind of like Owen too. You know, Owen lost mm-hmm. uh, some weight. Jake lost some weight. I think Jake lost like 15 pounds. And Owen, I think, lost like 20 pounds. But with Jake, uh, you know, I think he was getting to a point too where like he wasn't eating enough. And I was like, you doing okay? Like, what, what are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, my workout's getting kind of like shitty and like, I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, you need to like, need to fuel yourself, you know? It's cool that you don't have any body fat anymore, but like, (laughs) you need to fucking eat, you know? So uh, he he brought that side back up a little bit more. But I'm really fortunate that both of them are into fitness. They're both into working out. And uh, yeah, Jake's confidence has just changed so much. I I think that the pivot point for him uh, was uh, going to Matt's school. I think that was a big... Uh, that was a big thing uh, for him to go to that uh, acting academy, I think, was a huge deal. But then when he started coming into the gym, it's not coincidental that he, like, came home and he was like, oh, I applied for a job at, at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two weeks later, he applied for a job at In-N-Out. 
And then he didn't get the job at In-N-Out, and then I didn't hear much about it. And he's like, yeah, I think my friend got picked for the job. And he was like half bummed. And then two weeks later, he came home, and he's like, I got a, uh, I got a job at In-N-Out. I was like, oh, I thought you said it didn't work out. He goes, no, I, I just drove to the one in, Wood- in Woodland and applied there. I'm like, when did you do that? He's like, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know for <laughs> sure I, I noticed a difference in Jake, like – pretty like drastic difference um not saying that he was like like not a like awesome kid before but like i would try to like say what's up and it was like a quick like oh what's up and then kind of like i'm gonna keep moving about my way my day you know yeah last thing i want to do is talk to any adults yes yes (laughs) when you're a teenager you're like yeah but then you know more recently in the gym it's like oh what's up jake and he's just like oh hey what's going on and i was like whoa like sick this is awesome like you're present you're like you're Mm -hmm. actually like want to like communicate with me you know right and it was fun it was cool and, I, and so i was just like he's hmm. understanding he's seeing like oh these people like they care about me right yeah you know yeah what I mean? mm-hmm. so yeah no dude i think it's it's pretty freaking cool to see that change Pat project family how's it going i want to talk to you guys about within you supplements which is developed by mark bell the cool thing about within you is that it's not a crazy supplement line which has a crazy amount of unnecessary supplements they stick to what is necessary Whey protein, electrolytes, and the electrolytes are dope because they have amino acids and they have zinc. Then there's fasting gum. So we talk a lot about intermittent fasting on the podcast, and this fasting gum has apigenin, rudin, and caffeine, which can actually help you prolong a fast. It's really freaking cool. It was developed by Mark and Joel Green, who we've had on the podcast multiple times. So you guys got to check it out. Andrew, how can they get it? Yes, that's over at markbellslingshot.com. And at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT10 to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, Links to them down in the description, as well as the podcast show notes. And there's, you know, when it comes to the gym, there's just the consistent aspect of, I don't like to say that the gym is hard necessarily, but you are working against some type of resistance in there and you're, you're, you, you do something that feels kind of difficult and you improve and you do it again and again and again, right? That's where it's like you're getting repetitions in of doing something that number one, most people in the population don't do, uh, but you're going there, you're doing it, you're getting stronger, you're getting better. And that in and of itself, that's why people that lift, that's why it can boost their confidence and that's why they like it so much. But honestly, anything within that, whether it be that a martial art, because now you're going against somebody else and you come out of it, whether you won or lost or whatever, you put yourself in a situation that most people don't put themselves in. Cold plunge, even though it's fucking cold water or taking a cold shower if you don't have a cold plunge, right? After you take a cold shower and you come out of it, first off, you go in, you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <clears throat> you do it. You come out the other side of a cold shower, you're like, fuck, feel fucking good mm-hmm. like not just because of the dopamine release but because you did something that you knew was going to be uncomfortable you did it you overcame it now you feel better about yourself because of it so if you can figure out a way of continuing to put yourself in front of things that maybe you don't know so that's picking up a new skill learning a new new something that you're actually interested in, lear- interested in learning doing it learning it getting better at it and then becoming proficient that will absolutely increase how confident you feel as an individual because you're continuing to challenge yourself. Mm. You don't want to get out of the habit of not putting challenge in front of yourself. Yeah, and you want to think about like if there are insecurities around certain things, like why? Like a lot of times there's just not that much preparation into something. You know, would you be uh, – would you kind of be insecure or shy for someone to like – maybe not shy is not maybe the right word. Maybe in, slightly embarrassed if somebody saw like your car – because you have mm-hmm. like shit everywhere in your car uh, or if someone saw your like bedroom or your, you know, like is it, 
Or are you kind of cool with it because you got an organ? I mean, maybe you don't care. Like, I, I'm a little bit more like I don't care. Like, in my car, I just I throw <laughs> shit. And there's like, Quinn's like, you got these beautiful cars. I'm like, I'll clean it out. She's like, more like mom will clean it out. <laughs> and I'm like, probably, but I don't really care. You know, I just, that's sort of sort of my thing. But I think that a lot of times uh, there's things that we do push off and that we're not taking care of and that we're not cleaning up. And then it gets to be where there's like little bombs of that all over and mm. I have a tough time managing it. I'm not afraid to talk about it or admit it. Like my office gets bombarded with a lot of stuff. Mm. I could probably keep it better organized myself. Um, but just like somebody else, maybe with their diet or with their training, I don't feel like I got the time to fucking worry about organizing it. And you can see I'm getting defensive because I'm swearing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like trying to plead my case over here to myself. No, one, nope. no one's dissing you here, Mark. This is, no, <laughs> this, is all, this, is all, this is the circle of trust. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's all on me. It's like I'm not organized in that way. So yeah. it's, But it's a tough thing. Like the more things that you're unorganized with, it can be harder for you to be able to uh, put this effort forward because you have to – there's a lot of work that needs to be done if you want to feel secure about yourself. You want to feel good about yourself. Uh, there's a there's a big effort that you have to put in. Yeah, every I just, single day. I just look at it as like the best bang for your buck, and this is how I justify being a piece of shit. But it's like, am I going to really change the world by washing the dishes? Like, probably not. Could like, change the world of your wife. But in my household, <laughs> it will make a huge difference, right? So, like, you have to look at it both ways. But I, I, I the reason why I think that way or I have that if thought. If you get more pussy, you might be able to change the world easier because yes. you might be in a better mood. Wow. So, therefore, doing the dishes. Yes. Yeah. You know I think I mean? actually. Like, yeah. So, that's why I started using the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> because, You're like, dishes equal blowjob uh, equal, like, me ruling the world. Okay, fucking noted that's the cascade <laughs> of disciplines <Yeah. laughs> hey <laughs> you know what that's true pussy does make the world go around it's, it's undefeated undefeated mm-hmm. stay away from that devil pussy though oh you gotta be careful yeah, you gotta that. be careful one thing that uh oh, here you mind. go training those fingers again <laughs> one thing that came <laughs> one thing that came now your delts are just popping <laughs> well yeah, they are. Yeah. One thing that came to mind, Mark, <laughs> you, were talking, <laughs> you were talking about um, how your kids don't give a fuck. That, you don't give a fuck that they don't give a fuck about what you're talking about, right? Right. Um, there is there, there's an aspect of uh, not putting too much weight on what people think of you. Like, because number one, it, it, it does matter to an extent if you're doing some fucked up shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, but... At the end of the day, you have to focus on things that you're interested in and getting good at those things. And the thing is, is like there will always be people that are super critical of you. There are always Mm -hmm. going to be people who their only thoughts are of trying to take down or or shit talk on other people. Um, And if you continue, if, if like the first step actually is not being the person who always talks about other people. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think is really cool is like, I can say this for myself and I'm pretty certain it is for both of you guys. The people that I hang around aren't people who are constantly shit talking other people. I know, I know people like that who was like, the first thing is like, have you heard what she did? Have you heard mm-hmm. of what he did? Have you heard of this, that bitch? I got a know? couple of go-to friends where like, I know that that's what's going to happen when I get around them. But mm-hmm. I actually like enjoy it. Cause it's very, very rare that I'm even around them. And you can just listen. You're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's I'm cool, like, right? I knew this was coming. <laughs> but but number one, I've never heard you. Yeah. You have never, I've never heard you take the time out of your day to be like, this motherfucker, like, fuck him, and <laughs> he's doing this and this, or, or you don't do that. And Andrew, neither do you. You mm-hmm. don't spend your time talking and thinking about other people. Mm-hmm. Why? Because y'all got better shit to do mm-hmm. than talk and think about other people. And you'll notice if you... Not if I am thinking about other people. I'm actually thinking about what did I do wrong? I yeah. did something wrong. I could wrong this person. Why are they wow. so upset? Why mm-hmm. are they mad? What did I, how did I miscommunicate? Is there something like I'll go through like a checklist and that's when sometimes I might bring it up to other friends and say, hey, like I want to make sure like I'm still like not going crazy because yeah. like here's what happened and then I'll, I'll tell people and then they might say, yeah, you 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 did fuck up right there. Or they'll say, you know, no, no, you're you're doing okay. Yeah. But I, I check myself, I guess is exactly. what I try to say. But that's very different than just shit talking people to shit <laughs> yeah, talk. Because right. there's a lot of people who like that's they wake up and that's like their 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 mode. They're like they're immediately texting someone about somebody else and they're just like trying to they're kind of being a bully. They're just trying to bring some motherfucker down in their life. Mm. Right? People love the uh, the drama. They mm-hmm. do. And I think one thing about us is like we don't fuck with drama, right? Like I, like there's no time to spend time thinking about the drama of another person or bringing mm-hmm. down another person like that. Focusing on I trying, think we're to, susceptible to it, but yeah, we're not going to hang out there for very long. And I, if we do, yeah. we're probably going to. Uh, hopefully, we'll start to recognize it's like our own fault. Yeah, but even like anybody can be susceptible to it. But if that's something that you're constantly doing, mm-hmm. you're always trying to think of. Like you're going through social media, you see someone who might be doing something pretty cool, but immediately you're like, ah, you ain't shit. Right? Instead of instead of good. Yeah, it's not in, good. Instead of being someone who's like, Oh, that what that guy's doing is really cool. What that girl's doing is really cool. She's super strong. She's fucking killing it. Holy shit, she's a I millionaire the, at twenty? Good for her. But instead I think the go to is uh, what about me? You know, how about how come I how did I did not I mean you see that in the comments sometimes. Somebody be like, Send me a slingshot or send you know, like they're just you're like, whoa, like, <laughs> I don't know, where where did that come from? And I yeah. think uh, it, that's a tough thing to get yourself out of. But a way to get out of it is if you are a person that is, if you're producing something, if you're making something, creating something, uh, whether it be just your own workouts or whether it be music or whether it be uh, a podcast, photographs, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking journaling, like, I mean, you could get into like, cheat in the system and have it be anything mm-hmm. but you got to make stuff and if you don't make stuff you're i think it registers in your body and i think your body and your brain like we know the book uh the body keeps score i think it's like that is so literal to every extent of human life that you can possibly think of that your your brain and body does keep score and it knows when you're lying to yourself that's why you have such these profound trips when you do something like mushrooms or mm-hmm. people have these profound things that happen when they go on like a run mm-hmm. or I, I'm sure it happens even jujitsu when you're really fucking tested, you can't breathe anymore. And you're like, I don't even, I can't really move my arms or legs hardly, but I still got to figure out a way to compete to get out of this next hold or to get into this uh, next thing. When you're, when you're that compromised, when your back is up against the wall that much, that's where you start to really see like kind of what you're made out of. And when you, when you're backed up against the wall like that, I think it opens up your brain to being really humble and recognizing like, uh, I don't know, just, just humbling you to the point where you, you realize that, um, 
you're going to probably need other people to kind of help you out of these particular situations a lot of times. And that's the big, one of those big things is, again, just focusing on yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to be more confident, if you're trying to enter rooms being a confident individual, then how about you focus on things that are going to allow you to do that? How about you focus on things that are going to allow you to improve, right? Learn more shit. I know that when I was younger and, you know, when I was getting into learning about training and starting to actually train people, I had a lack of confidence because I had a, uh, I knew that I had a lot to learn. That hasn't changed, by the way. I know that I have a lot to fucking learn and that's going to be the theme until the day that I die. But especially when I was much younger, I was like, there was a big understanding of, wow, there's for me to become proficient at this, I need to learn a lot. I became proficient, but... You may have had them work out or do things that uh, you thought they had to do more things in line with what you were doing. Maybe. Kinda. Mm. Kinda. It, it wasn't necessarily like that. I just knew that there was just so many things within <clears throat> fitness that I... And there's still so many things within fitness that, I, <clears throat> that I'm excited about learning. But when I was first starting to do that with people, because I was just starting there was an insecurity in my, the lack of knowledge. But the theme that I think we all have here is we're always learning more. Mm-hmm. When we have new guests that come onto the podcast, we're genuinely curious about the knowledge that they have about what they're doing. We're not trying to prove a point to them or anything. We're actually curious about learning what they, learning what they know. And through that, we become more knowledgeable. Now, I don't go into situations trying to prove what I know when I'm in public with people. But I know that I do feel confident because I'm like, even though I don't know everything and there's a lot to learn, there's an infinite amount of shit that I can learn. I know that I know quite a bit about some shit, right? And if I'm asked questions about things, I feel confident enough to answer those questions about things. That in and of itself, because we're always learning more, <clears throat> that is, that brings us, that, at least I know that brings me confidence. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, and then what, what I was going to point out, though, is if you did get a, a question that you couldn't answer, all the confidence that you've accrued, you're okay with saying, I don't know exactly the way you just mouthed it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm in 100% full agreement. And then, but just back to, like, what Mark was saying with, like, some of the comments where, I don't know, it's like you're posting something about a slingshot, your Tesla or whatever, and someone's just like, hey, Mark, can I have a hundred bucks? Or, you know, whatever it is, like they're like, I'm not saying that that person might just be joking, but like looking for like the handout or something. Or mm-hmm. we see it all the time with like, I wish I had an ST near me or I wish I was closer or whatever. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, Stephen Pressfield just published his newest book. So far, it's fucking incredible. What's it called? It's called uh, Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. So basically what he's saying is, if you want to be one of the world's best power lifters in the world, you just happen to move to Sacramento because that's where your heart wants to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of like, you know, complaining like I don't have this, I don't have that, uh, just put your ass where your heart wants to be and stop asking for the handouts and start, you know, just putting in the work. Another fucking awesome Stephen Pressfield book. Oh, but it's two hours. It's a shorty. It's a shorty, dude, and it moves fast. Yeah. I love it. It is perfect okay. for me because my ADHD ass cannot handle like a long form book right now. But this one, like each chapter is like two minutes long and I'm like, oh, this is great. But yeah, I highly recommend it because it, it will um, put your ass where your heart wants to be and stop like complaining and shit. I was just thinking um, as we were having some of these conversations and and thinking about, you know, people looking for like handouts and and things like that. I think something that's been really helpful for me 
and I'm still working on it, I still have to get a lot better at this, is when somebody's talking, I have a tendency to think I or me or like I need to, you just said something and now I have to follow it up with like I or me. And I've actually been working on not doing that hmm. because somebody's talent, somebody's like, they're trying to fucking tell you something. And then you're just going to switch it over to you. Like, why are you switching it over to you? Mm-hmm. You know, if Encima says, oh, I went to Starbucks and like, I went to order this coffee and they gave me something different. I, I could just say, oh man, that's screwed up. Like you went to order this, you know, and they gave you a, fra- just a, they gave you a uh, giant fucking Frappuccino and you just ordered like espresso. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Instead, I'm going to turn it into like being about me and like, oh, I, you know, this happened to me. You know, it's the other day, like, and so well, it was I was worse, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff. And and I think about like uh, that's really important with kids is mm. to like fucking listen to them. Yeah. Like they're not crazy. The stuff they say, I know you think it's fun and silly and cute or whatever, but fucking like trump that stuff up, man. Like make that stuff more. Like it's fucking cool. When they have these ideas and they have these like different things, I'm going to send you a video right now, or, uh, Andrew. Of uh, it happens all the time. People get us confused. <laughs> Pretty much the same person. Yeah, Andrew it's so has dark a beard. Yeah, I have a couple that you sent me already. You sent me. Yeah, yeah, I sent you some a like run, a, and then a, and then some good mornings mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. You got another one. Yeah, you could actually. You can actually roll those other ones for a second if you want. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you got so, audio on this one too? Yeah, I think there's a little audio to okay, it. Me... It's just me using the pro pulsers or whatever, the the David Weck thingies. I was messing around with them today. Let's see here. How do I roll? Oh, you just started over. There you go. <laughs> messing around with the pro pulsers, trying to get in the shake and shimmy. The right way, messing around on as uh, Davis. I did a lot of barefoot stuff today, and this is just kind of at the end of the workout. I'm what size are your shorts? Just cruising around. Those are ultra mediums. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna run straight at you too, okay? Your booty meat really seems to be popping out of that one. Booty meat. Mm-hmm. But this is just part of the reason why I sent I sent Andrew two videos because this is uh, this is 2022. <laughs> this is <clears throat> this this is this morning. And then I'm going to show you a good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see where you went there. But like that's what I that's what I'm doing now, and I'm working on shit with stuff like that, and uh, working on just being able to run better and move better. And so sometimes when someone asks about like uh, <laughs> I don't know, they ask about I don't know how to get better, or how do you advance, or like so what I'm doing now is not necessarily like what got me to where I'm at. This is the shit that got me to where I'm at. <laughs> this is the stuff that nobody wants to ever do or try. How you much, might turn it down a pinch if you can do that. How much weight is that? 600 pounds. Go, Mark. With chains on there, too. <laughs> is that smoking in the background? Sounded like it. Sounded I'm not well sure who's out. yelling, yeah. I actually think I'm working out with Brian McKenzie in this video. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That is a very lean face, right? Mm. <laughs> I just kind of show show that just for like you know, like I I've 
I'm willing to shift gears. I'm willing to like try different stuff. I'm willing to, it's going to be awkward for me for running for a while. It's going to take some time. And, uh, you know, transitioning into that from doing those like heavy ass lifts from back in the day, it's, uh, it's just different, but I'm still trying to improve. I'm still trying to get better. Oh, that's, there we go. That's good. Here's, uh, here's my nephew Hamish. And this is like, just fucking dope. Like, uh, how a kid's mind works. And this, like, I, I sent him, uh, uh, a voice note back about like how just I was impressed with these ideas and I want to like sit with him and talk to him more about it. We'll just play like just a little bit of it. I have three ideas. <laughs> so one is like, you know, a blowpipe. What if there was like, you know how there's pinball where you pull back the thing that shoots the ball? What if I like a spring? You have a spring, right in the inside. You sh- pull back the thing, and like a blow dart gun, it shoots it out of a tube, and you can like get a target. This is our R and D here at Slingshot. Mm-hmm. Land on the target, and it needs to be like a sticky consistency that it doesn't stick to the walls of the barrel, but it also sticks to the target. And you need a target. <laughs> we don't need one, but still. Um. <laughs> you can just pause it. His, uh, he was driving his parents crazy because he kept telling them all these ideas. And they're like, we know exactly who will care about this. Like, <laughs> send this to your uncle. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, me and you are going to team up. We're going to try to, like, make, <laughs> Sick. make these projects actually happen. But, like, a kid, like, a situation like that, like, if you want a kid to have insecurities – then that's great to just crush those ideas and say, oh, you know, you're talking crazy talk. Like, you can't make stuff like that. Like, there's nowhere to get that. Like, where do you get that stuff? Like, that's going to cost too much money. Um, Try to, like, uh, just throw at a kid, you know, all these different uh, things to actually make this happen, and you can really rain on their parade. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, you know what, I don't – maybe, like – maybe trying to figure out how to manufacture that might be a little bit difficult. Maybe we can – go to a hardware store and get some like parts and like fuck with it. And maybe we can figure out a way to make something. You know, that's another, there's, there's that, that aspect. If you want to crush a kid's dreams and if, you know, people be really easy to crush his dreams, right? To promote it would be so much better. Yeah. But, but if you have a partner, whether it's a husband or a wife or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, quick way to crush the way they feel about themselves and their dreams is they come with you with something and just you immediately just like shit on it. Right. And a lot of people do that. The Some problem people, with that is. Exactly. <laughs> that's what everybody does, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because and sometimes certain sometimes people are like doing that out of like they just don't want somebody to like actually do something stupid. It's not always malicious. And it's not always a manipulation. But if that's your immediate mode, right, to immediately and I want to also say there's aspects of criticism that are good. Like there's times you need to criticize people. But if that's the consistent thing, right, where somebody comes to you with something and you're just immediately criticizing, immediately shitting on it, um, that's another way to make somebody feel kind of shitty about themselves. I think that's I, – I find it cool that a lot of people that I have around and, you know, a lot of people that you guys have around, not everyone's like – I have people that I, like will criticize certain things that I do, which is great. They're close friends. But we also – we, we give each other tools to become better. Now, those are my friendships. My friendships are people that we're sending each other videos. We're sending each other books. We're always trying to help each other get better and we're calling each other out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you want to you wanna audit those people that are close to you. 
And if you're going to have a criticism, then I think it's a good idea to also – if you're going to have a criticism, I think you shouldn't go to someone with a criticism without some sort of solution. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you don't have it all solved or maybe you don't have it all figured out. But like if you're going to point something out to somebody mm-hmm. that you don't like that they're doing or even if even if somebody comes to you with an idea from a business perspective – for you to immediately point out the problem, like anybody can do that. They, you can go to just any random person at a coffee shop and you can say, hey, I got this idea and right away they could shoot it down. Like anyone possesses the ability to do that. If you're going to go that route, if you're going to even be negative at all, then it would be a good idea to have a solution as well. Like, oh, you know what? Have you, hey, have you considered this? Because like this might happen when you try to uh, make when you try to make that into a business, this could potentially happen. You might want to actually. There's a book about that, or I know this guy who does taxes, or I know this like <laughs> way that you could do this slightly differently. You know, trying to give somebody like an alternative, but there's still a lot of encouragement in there. Along with along with that, I was actually going to ask you something, Mark. You know, you you're you're very high level income wise and business wise and all that. Um, now or in the past, do you think that, and you, you too, Andrew, how is it that you looked at people that were making way more money than you or doing things at a way higher level than you? Did you, do you, or have you ever pedestalized them and you've put them up on another level than you? Or just, just I'm, I'm just curious about that. How do you look at that? Because there's something here real quick. Are you talking about like in the past or now? Now and in the past, if anything's changed for you. Oh, dude, a fuck ton has changed. Now it's like kind of like what you preach is like, what can I learn from that person? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whether it's you, uh, Mark, or any of our guests, you know, especially when when they're when they're parents, um, because like I just I want to be. I feel like if I'm gonna like really make a difference, is like my two kids are gonna be fucking amazing people. If I can do that, then I've done my job. So when I look at someone like Todd Abrams from Icon Meals, you know, it's like, dude, how the fuck is this guy so jacked? And he has a like crazy work ethic, and his yeah. kids seem fucking awesome. His wife is super happy, like all these things, right? Like, how can I be more like that? Whereas in the past, um, kind of ashamed to admit it, I would be like super jealous of that person. Be like, this motherfucker's in shape. He's probably on so much gear. Uh, somebody handed him this icon, you know, company, whatever. But then I would also turn around and be like, I wonder if I could like work with him somehow, you know, like be yeah. probably be, got an inheritance. You yeah, know, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then still be that person to be like, like, oh, shit, maybe I can get some free food from him, you know, <laughs> like try to still like get so, get something out of him, but not the way I do today. Like yeah. get something like very like quick and instant and like tangible that I can get from him right now versus now. It's like, fuck, dude, can I just like go hang out with you for a day? And just try to absorb something of what you have. Mm-hmm. That's the, the way I look at it these days. Because mm-hmm. before it was not like that at all. Because I used to think it was like people got lucky. Mm. Versus now where it's like, no, dude, he's he's put a lifetime of hard work into what he does. It didn't just happen overnight. Yeah. I don't know. I, in terms of money, um, when I was really young, I would be more impressionable about money. Mm-hmm. I remember um, my wife's boss, he had a pretty good amount of money. And I remember um, the guy that ran Mass Movement was the company that I worked for. 
moving around fitness equipment. I remember he had some money, and I admired that, and I thought that was cool. Um, but I kind of looked at it more like a convenience. I was like, if I ever get to that stage, that would be a nice convenience to have. It will just – I think it will make a lot of my life easier, mm-hmm. make a lot of the things easier. But like – I already had some stuff intact. Like I had habits with working out. I had habits with uh, eating properly and I had a lot of that going on. So I didn't, I don't know. I don't think I really put people up on a pedestal for making money and never, I cared about it enough to make it happen because I always felt that, that I always felt like it will just lead to a better life. And that's what I always felt. And that's what I still believe like more money. I think, uh, oh, absolutely. I think it can, it can solve, mm-hmm. you know, people say that money doesn't solve anything or, but like it can, like money can literally solve like world hunger. <laughs> I mean, it could solve all kinds of crazy things. It yeah. can make people more aware of, uh, acts that go on that aren't, you know, that are wrong or, or however you want to say, I mean, it can just do a lot of things. So I never really put people up on a pedestal necessarily that made money, but, uh, I did admire when somebody had their shit together mm-hmm. and when somebody had uh, it's when they appeared to have an alignment of things uh, lined up in terms of their habits. Yeah, no, that that's, that's one thing I really dig because I mean, when it comes to money, like people look at people that are wealthy or have money that, that, that does give you a level of status, but someone can still be an asshole and just mm-hmm. be a rich asshole. Um, and I never had that perspective, which might just be because I'm fucking white. <laughs> what do you mean? But what do you mean? What perspective? I've never had the perspective of rich people are in some other category and that they're assholes. I never had that. Oh, that? Okay. Yeah. 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 What That's else? never say? been in my, like... Yeah. I mean, so, I know people are like, ah, people that drive a BMW, like, uh, I don't just... I just never cared about any of that stuff. Mm. Yeah, no. Never some, thought about it. Some people do have the outlook that, that rich people are assholes. What I was saying, though, was like... Uh, Having money doesn't make somebody like if you're an asshole, yeah. but now you just make some money, you, you're, you're just a rich asshole. <laughs> that's that's what I meant by that. But yeah, there is there is that divide where some people think wealthy people are have inherently they're just not inherently good. Um, but what I what, what I was trying to think about was like you know we all have people that we admire for doing things, whether it be like The Rock or whether it be different people who've done a lot of different things in business and or Jordan Peterson, for example, with like all he's done for people, men, women, you know what I mean? Um, but what happens is like when, when, when you do that or when you have a level of admiration for somebody, uh, there's a tendency to also like put that person on a pedestal, like they're, they're different from you. And I guess it's, it's good to understand that, that, if, that if somebody has different traits from you or different habits from you, but those habits are things that you can do yourself. What I'm thinking about is just how can you how can you shorten the divide you place between yourself and somebody else that you admire, right? Because they're a human being. They have two hands. They have a phone. They have all these things mm-hmm. that have allowed them to, number one, learn cool things. Number one, do cool things to get to where they are. So they're actually not that different from you. Like, they're not. What they're doing, you know, if you if you don't put them up as, like, something greater than you and you bring them to the place of also being a human being like yourself, then you open yourself up to the mindset of, well, they are much more, they are richer than me and they're doing a lot more than me, but they're still human. And there's a, there's a, there's somehow that they did this, that 
I can do the same shit and I can do potentially things at a better level than they are if I put in the work to do it. That's kind of the way that over time that I've, I've, I've thought of things because there was a time when I'd see people, I'd be like, oh, damn, they like, wow, they had all these advantages, blah, blah, blah. But that then puts a limit on what I look at myself being able to do because inherently they're just a different type of human. There's no way I can do what the hell they're doing. But if you can just un- – if we can help ourselves understand that everybody is still fucking human mm. and they are no better, they might be doing some cooler shit because they've put in some more time. They've, they've, they've learned something really well, but you have the ability to learn it. That in and of itself can give you the confidence to know that I can do that. I think the harder thing sometimes would just be uh, like the more narrow you get with a specific thing. Oh, yeah. uh, Sometimes the harder it might be to try to match what someone's doing. So physically, there can be massive differences between us. This is true. You know, there's me and then there's like Shaquille O'Neal, right? Like there's (laughs) like there's some real monsters out there of of people that Mm -hmm. have different configured bodies and different capabilities. And I still don't think you should put any limiting beliefs on anything that you're trying to do. Um, but it just is interesting when you start to get into like the physicality of something, but if, but you're a hundred percent right. Like if we're talking about like life and we're talking about this kind of like, uh, this race of life or like winning life or, you know, if you're trying to, if you, if you think that, you know, what I said is like, I think that money can make things more convenient for Mm -hmm. you and I think it can solve some problems, but if you're looking for money to solve like mental health issues or something like that, it's, that doesn't work. Like if you're bipolar or you, you have real crazy ups and not crazy, I'm sorry, I apologize. If you have, you know, highs and, and lows that yeah. are uh, just different than other people, um, money's not going to necessarily solve that. You know, mm-hmm. if, if what's going to solve that is for you to read a book, what's going to solve that is for you to have experiences that put you through the paces and for you to learn and to maybe start to recognize like, oh, having a balanced mind and going through this, I can traverse this, uh, these obstacles without really getting super sad or without really getting super mad. Uh, in the documentary on, the, um, uh, on Netflix about uh, psychedelics, one of the guys was talking about how he took mushrooms and he's like, I experienced sadness without being sad. And I thought that was really interesting, but I was like, I've had similar experiences, but it wasn't on mushrooms. Like mm-hmm. I, I have, I've gone through what this guy is talking about. I don't know if everyone possesses that ability, but I think we all do. It's like you have to kind of walk yourself through these scenarios. I, in my life, I've had things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had family members die. I've had friends die. I've had uh, all kinds of unexpected things happen. And those things have kind of like trained me to be able to go through those things and to recognize that being exponentially more emotional about it wasn't necessarily of benefit. Uh, you could still grieve and and do things particular ways, but I didn't have to like associate anything really particularly strongly to, to just because someone dies doesn't mean that it has to be sad. Mm. Like my mom, my mom's death if there's anything sad about it, it's more like <clears throat> when I think about it, it's like uh, how do, how do we prevent someone to get getting into that position in the first place? She was abused when she was young. It was really hard for her to get out of the shadow of her own life, and that that is the tragic part. Her dying is a byproduct of the fact that 
she had such a tough time getting herself moving and mm. getting herself to uh, be on any particular diet regimen for long enough to, you know, yield better results for her health and stuff like that. And there's, but there's millions of people that end up kind of going down that road. Yeah. But in talking about like these insecurities and stuff, it's a really interesting thing because my mom like couldn't be any more insecure, mm. but she had enough like in her to help instill into her children um, less insecurities. Like she helped make us confident. And I think my oldest brother had some insecurities. I think Chris has some insecurities. And I think I have potentially, I, maybe I have tons of them. I don't know. Uh, I think potentially I have the least amount of them. And I, you know, I think that's, um, that's because my parents had an opportunity to parent Mike. He conditioned them and taught, taught them how to be a parent and he made them better and he challenged the fuck out of them. Chris did a little bit of that. And then they were all, it wasn't because I was a good kid. They already knew how to handle kids better by the time they got to me mm. because they had X amount of years of being parents. And so it was easier. And then the whole family was around kids more. So then it made everything easier for everybody uh, in like learning how to manage kids, how to deal with kids and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's some of my, some of my things when I think about like insecurity, I think about there's so many people that are hurting and the insecurities, I think they come, they, they can often come from, they can come from traumas Yeah. and they could, and if you have trauma, just like we've talked about with the myofascial stuff, if you don't work that shit that's sitting in your shoulder from you messing up uh, or you taking a real heavy bench press one day, you, <laughs> if you don't work that shit out and you don't use a lacrosse ball in there, you can stretch and you can do all these things and it most likely won't really get better. That'll be sitting there forever. Mm -hmm. If you have these traumas from when you're young and you never dealt with them before, every time you go out, every time you go, every time you go to a party... You're going to be like, I need a drink because I have social anxiety. You might not have social anxiety. You might have traumas from when you're young that you just never fucking talked about. That show on HBO, uh, Couples Therapy, was real good. It, it, I mean, it was this therapist and she was dealing with different couples, but she was really delving into a lot of their issues. And there was a few of them that when she got to the root of like what was causing someone issues, mm -hmm. it's just like... I didn't realize how that happened when I was 12 years old. I actually was playing a part in the way I treat other people or the person people that I'm People probably with. start bawling, right? Oh, fuck. It's a good show. I watched it with yeah. my girl. I was like, God. these. Are the I think an interesting thing about that show is like the I questions. Think some people think that shit's really weird, but I, th I think it's. What do you mean? I think it's helpful to, to examine that stuff. I think some people think that kind of stuff's like kind of woo-woo, you know? Nah, dog. I mean, yeah. I get. Yeah, It's I, not at the base of everything. We mm -hmm. should point that out as well. It's not. But but it, it can be at the base for a lot of things for a lot of people, I think. Absolutely. No, it, it can be. We, we can't act like, you know, certain things, even maybe the way that you dealt with your parents or whatever as you, you know, when you were a kid. Because we, there are all good things about how we were raised and there are potentially bad things about how we were raised. And we can't think that the bad aspects don't show itself in some roundabout way in terms of the way that we go through life as adults. You know, because, you know, I think we have a tendency of thinking, oh, we got everything handled and figured out. We don't. <laughs> we ain't don't. got shit figured out. Ain't got, sh ain't got shit figured out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at other people that they also don't have shit figured mm -hmm. out, it's going to be easier to deal with them, especially women. <laughs> I spend, I spend my, the most amount of my time nowadays just trying to uh, reserve judgment. Mm. 
That's yeah. that's where I'm hanging out because yeah. I'm like, okay, why the fuck are you even judging this person? What are you doing? Like, what? Who are you? Who the fuck are you to like judge anybody on anything? Yeah, stop. You know, just just fucking stop. Don't say anything or or don't overthink it. You know, it's it's. It's a tough thing because, like, you live your life particular ways and then we get all hyped up, of course, about, like, fitness and, and uh, our diets and, and these things. And so we therefore think that we got to grab a hold of everybody. Burt Kreischer's got to do this fucking diet. Everyone's mm-hmm. got to do this mm-hmm. style of eating. Everyone's got to do this style of lifting. We're going to change the world. And it's like, well, I don't know if people are fucking having a good time. As long as, as, long as people aren't – if you're complaining – then we might have some stuff that may be able to help you. Maybe the three of us have come up with a couple of things that might be able to help you. Yeah. Because we've seen it help other people, right? So we do we, – we have at least some evidence that some of these things can kind of pull you out of some of those situations. But to try to just judge it and just to try to push it out, ideas and beliefs on everybody is, is just – it's where you get into, uh, I think, spending uh, – over over expending energy on on shit that you probably shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It's it you know I think everybody we we all want to find some universal truth for something, um, and it's tough because especially with health, everybody can go through life the way they want to. If you, if you want to drink all the time and you're happy, and even though certain things are being, uh, even though certain aspects of your health are being compromised. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. There could be other aspects where you're checking the box, you know, like you could be, okay, social, you're, you're community yeah. based, you know, like there's, there could be, so like, are there ple- people that, that do both? Are there people that incorporate, uh, having a good time, partying, um, being loyal to their family, being loyal to the business that they work at? And yeah. are there people that, yeah, they fucking and it's it's interesting because those people that really balance it that that do the best mm-hmm. those people usually aren't, aren't famous they're usually not people that are going to get the people that are famous are really uh like off balance a lot of times yeah i'm going to sink everything i got in the fucking basketball like kobe or michael you know i'm going to sink everything i got michael jackson i'm going to sink everything i got into music you know his whole entire life from the time he's like a little kid you know there's so many different like versions of this in our culture, in our society. <laughs> Did you see the Andrew Schultz special? I, I haven't seen it Infamous? yet. Yo, y'all go buy that fucking special. I think it's still for sale. It's on Netflix, right? It's not on Netflix. Oh. No, no, no. He, uh, yeah, what happened? Oh, he like bought it from Netflix or something, didn't he? Uh, he bought it. I don't know what service he purchased his special back from, but um, he purchased his special and he put it out on his website. Uh, it's a fucking good special. Hmm. It's like... I was telling my girl this yesterday, you know, when, okay, so when I, when I like a comedian as like, cause I, I listen to their podcast flagrant, right? And they're funny on their podcast, but since I already dig the dude and like the podcast, I didn't want to, I want like in my back of my head, I'm like, okay, be a little critical. Don't laugh at everything. <laughs> if it's funny, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, is this funny? And I couldn't stop laughing, bro. <laughs> Like I, I, I've seen him live too, but I literally couldn't stop laughing during the special the whole fucking time. I was like, God damn, it was, it was, it was dark. <laughs> and I bring this up cause you mentioned Michael Jackson dog. I'm not even going to butcher any of the joke, but he has this thing on Michael Jackson in there where you're just like, shit. 
just it's it's dark. So yeah, <laughs> y'all got to check out that special. But those are our most famous people, the people mm. that really toe that line of like. I don't know what the fuck Michael Jackson did and didn't do. I, I don't know anything about. <laughs> I don't know anything about the situation. You I need to watch mean? the documentary. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've seen that before. I've seen, seen it. I've seen some of the documentary and and know like I don't know the peripheral of like what a lot of other people know. But I think that a lot of those people are people that are the people that are famous here in the United States. A lot of times, there's a lot of stuff surrounding them, and I think that. Michael Jackson's thing might have been more public. Maybe Michael Jordan's stuff is like maybe there's <laughs> maybe not as much of it circulates, you know. And like I don't, I don't know. There's there's a there's a lot, right? There's a lot that that goes with uh, I think people being celebrities. I remember uh, Mike Tyson talking about mm. uh, you know his rise to fame, and he actually asked Customato at one point because Cus was like kind of literally like brainwashing him and and just having him have really, really strong beliefs and convictions that he was going to be champ. Mm. Um, he said it from like the first day that he met him and he kept telling him, you're going to be champ one day, you're going to be champ one day. Other people around them like didn't really know why he said that all the time, but it's like really pretty obvious. When you watch Mike Tyson uh, punch a punching bag, it's like... <laughs> disgusting it's insane like i've never seen anybody like i've seen people punch a punching bag but he's in like a fight with it yeah. you're like you kind of feel bad for the punching bag you're like this is, this guy's like just completely demolishing this thing but yeah. anyway tyson asked him one time he's like well what what happens when i am champ and customato was like what do you mean he's like well what happens when i'm famous and i'm you know what if i do become the youngest heavyweight champion of all time He's like, no one can teach you about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing about like celebrity status. Like as you climb that ladder, like no, no, no one can prepare you for that. Like what's that like? What's it like to uh, turn into uh, Joe Rogan? What's it like to, you know, be the rock? What's it like to be the rock? Who else, who can inform the rock on what it's like to be the rock? Madonna, <laughs> Oprah, like, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. My God. Um. We're watching Mike Tyson punch a punching bag, and it's just it's it's, it's a bit ridiculous. But I want to I want to give y'all a, a tool that I used when I was younger. I think for you know for whatever you were trying to do as a man or a woman, it's, it helps to be able to map things out for some people. For some people, it helps them to just do shit. But I, the Jordan Peterson has this thing called the self authoring, and I've talked about it on mm-hmm. the podcast. I've mentioned it before, but I think it's worth re- re- mentioning because uh, it's called self authoring. I think you can go to selfauthoring dot com. It's a cheap purchase. But it takes you through like – You said it's kind of hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of analysis of yourself, what you're trying to do, your flaws. There's a past authoring, future, and mm. present. And the reason why it's called self-authoring is because you spend a lot of time writing and thinking about different aspects of like who you are right now, who were you, you were in the past, and then who the person you want to become in the future. And some people don't need this shit. Some people, they're just doing their thing. They're good. Um, but I found it very beneficial because I, it, it, it takes hours to do. For me, it took me, I think, maybe 20 hours to go through the whole type of program. But um, you will do a deep dive on your flaws currently and the things that you're pretty good at, the things that you want to get better at, how you want your life to be, um, who you want around you in your future. Like you go very deep. It's like you're doing ther- – you're literally doing therapy on yourself. Um, I have a friend of mine and even myself, like we're, he, when he was going through the past 
authoring, when he was writing certain things down, he cried a few times. Same with me, mm-hmm. because you really think of a lot of shit and uh, you're therapizing yourself. And right. I think it's a very, it takes time and it's hard. And that's one of the deterrents. But if you can go through that, then it'll, you're pretty much setting a roadmap up for yourself of where you'd like to be and how you're going to get there. And I think that's one thing. So you end up with some actionable stuff when you, you walk away from there. You end up. Because you went through the past, you're going through the present, and then you're thinking about your, uh, what is that word? Um, uh, like actualizing, right? Yeah. Like you're actualizing, like what's actually going to happen in the future. And how you're going to do it. Because you can map mm-hmm. these things yeah. out. And for me, things were pretty accurate for me. Mm-hmm. When I, when I, I think I did it like five or six years ago. And when I went back and looked at it last, I think it last, like a year and a half ago, I looked at it and I'm like, God damn, like this stuff, a lot of this stuff actualized. And I'm in the process of a lot of those things. And I haven't looked at it in a long time. I mean, if you were just to think, if you were just to write something down, like, Let's just let's just say that you wrote it down on a piece of paper. You just wrote down five hundred thousand dollars, and you looked at it every day, and then you had some actionable things that actually were head you, assisting you mm-hmm. to head towards being able to make that kind of money in, in a year. You would be able to. You would be able to. I don't know if you'd get there to that exact amount, but fuck, you'll probably make more money than you're currently mm-hmm. making now. Oh, like yeah. if you thought about it every day. You look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, fucking, fucking $500,000. <laughs> you look at it at night and you go, oh, fuck, it's 12. I should have been in bed already. And then you start to like, what What are the disciplines that would surround that $500,000? Or, or you want to be 10% body fat. You write that 9% body fat. You write that down. You fucking circle it. You look at it every day. And then you're like thinking about like what you just ate today and you're like 9% I'm like mm, I didn't act like <laughs> I didn't act like I want that 9% I didn't act like I wanted that $500,000 again it doesn't mean that that's going to actually happen but it can I have a lot of shit that I wrote down a long time ago is happening right now mm-hmm. you'd probably um, whether you got got to 500000 or not you would pro- probably get to the end of whatever like the time frame that you put on it and be like fuck I should have put a million <laughs> yeah right because i have been doing that way too much like i haven't been giving myself enough of um like a big enough dream yes yeah it's always been like oh that's actually fairly obtainable let me do that and now i'm just like nope we gotta double everything that i said set out to do mm-hmm. easily inflation yeah. <laughs> that too inflation <laughs> yeah but no it's real man when you when you set something up for yourself or set up a goal like you will start the things that you pay attention to Things that you pay attention mm-hmm. to every day, that's where you're going to orient your, your actions, right? So if you're paying attention to a lot of things on your feed, your actions are going to be based off of the things on your feed. But if you pay attention to the things you really are trying to be able to learn, achieve, do, all your actions are going to be oriented around that one single or multiple focuses. And if there's anything that's, I mean, even myself, like if there's anything that gets fucked up nowadays, it's attention. What do you mean? Well, I mean, social media age. It's very easy to get trapped in on your feeds, to get trapped in on like... I don't know what you're talking about. Media and, yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. No. You don't even have that downloaded on your phone. No. But it, it's, it's, it's a very easy thing. And if there's, <laughs> if there's a skill I'm that you want to be able in. to have... Why are you mentioning Zoom in? I'm not Zooming in on anything. What, what do I Zoom in on? Everybody Zo- likes a good man butt. Zoom in, screen capture? <laughs> a woman in? butt. My bad, woman butt. That was a slip. Double Zoom? Huh? Triple Zoom? <laughs> screen capture? What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. 
You guys are disgusting. Screen record. You're the nasty one. You guys are really filthy. You're the one who talked about zooming. You're the one with the porn stash. Who the fuck are you talking? Not, not yet. No, <laughs> it's not a porn stash. What yet. about when? Uh, <laughs> what about when Ryan Fisher was on the show and I, like commented on his mustache? He's, He's like, like, "Do what? I have a mustache?" <laughs> It reminded me of yeah, uh, that was great. Had a little mustache. What it was, was it? hilarious when he said, like, talked about the women at the grocery store. He's like, he, I said, yeah, it's really pervy to have a mustache. And he goes, yeah, and the women are down with it. Yeah, I was oh, like, God. that's fucking funny. It's unique. That's funny. Yeah. It reminded me of that spoof movie where the, uh, I think it was a Robin Hood spoof movie where the, like the the king didn't know he had a mole. He's like, what? I have a oh, mole. That might be Austin Powers, right? No, moly, moly, that's moly, 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 moly. No, moly, that's guacamole. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck you. (laughs) Robin Hood Men in Tights. I didn't see it. It's an old, terrible movie. I remember that. I remember that movie. Yeah, the the king has a mole and it moves. And so this whole time he didn't know he had a mole. So just like Ryan, he's like, what? I have a mustache? (laughs) (laughs) He did have a mustache, right? He He did have a mustache. just like, it was He kind of had a beard that went into it too, but it was like more mustache. Oh, it didn't didn't connect a lot. That's Mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah, lack of connection. Mm-hmm. But he All still right. he still that rocked Wi-Fi. it pretty well. Wi-Fi still rocked it pretty well. Yeah. Take us on out of here, Andrew. All right. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. Please drop us some comments down below. We want to hear what you guys have to say about our conversation. Um, and we would sincerely appreciate that. And we don't have insecurities. No. No. no, no, no. That's why we're able to <laughs> convey Wait, our message. Pussies? Yeah, right? <laughs> Only pussies have insecurities. Oh, gosh. Uh, don't believe everything you hear, though. Uh, please <laughs> like today's episode and subscribe if you guys are not subscribed. And please follow the podcast at MB Power Project on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Sima. Where are you at? Just do what we do. You know, bottle in all your feelings. Keep it close. Don't share no, it with don't, anybody. Don't do that. Don't share it with anybody. I, I did that for like 30 years. Yeah, no, that, exactly. It works. It works. <laughs> look, look where you are right now. It works. You know, just like keep it all in. Don't share it with anybody and mm-hmm. you're good to go. Follow the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> all I said was bullshit right there, by the way. Except for the Discord part. You should follow the Discord. Um, Cry in private. Cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> work on that. It's tough not to cry when doing breath work because it's wherever the fuck I go, it shows me some shit and I'm just like, oh shit, here we go. Hopefully nobody walks in. (laughs) Yeah, check out the Discord, guys. Uh, Lots of cool people in there doing cool shit. At Nsima Yang on Instagram, YouTube, Nsima Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.